Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. is Friday, September 8th, 2023, and this is day 1997 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you above all others. Thank you for being our sovereign God. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the amazing purpose and assignment you've given us for this day. I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Well, let me give you a brief T-Zone update for Friday. <laughs> uh, just, to, just a reminder, we are accepting uh, applications for um, new youth to attend T-Zone. We will begin the first Saturday of October, the first and second Saturday. And I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about uh, genealogy, our, our family history, and uh, just kind of getting that that foundation, helping young people to know who their relatives are and what they did. And, you know, uh, as we were on the journey last weekend to uh, Little Rock, my husband and I, for his cousin's funeral, one of the things that we learned so much was about the family history. So allowing that time of coming together and talking it out, we learned that uh, my husband's great-great-grandfather fought in the Civil War. We want our youth to discover these things and learn these things, and it's going to help them uh, with their values and with a solid foundation, building upon what you as parents are already instilling in your precious children. So we're looking forward to that, and we also will be doing uh, DIY girls and looking to get funding for DIY bros. So. Those will be taking place on Saturdays. I will be doing entrepreneurship training uh, in the Eastern Jackson County Independence area. We're working on that, um, the dates and all those things. So as soon as I know more about that, it will be for teens and adults. Uh, and it's going to be a 10-week session. So I will let you know. And if you're interested, it is free, this session. So if you're interested, we'll let you know. We're also working on, let me back up to DIY again. <laughs> We're also working on DIY for uh, adults as well. For We've got a lot of mothers saying, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? So we're working on that uh, and we will keep you updated. Um, and we are, I am also going to be at Raytown South today for a, uh, it's a luncheon and presenting to a lot of their youth some of the things that we do. And then uh, next month, I'll be there for a career fair. And whenever I get to do those things, I'm always sharing about T-Zone and inviting them out because 
you know, the youth uh, need something to do on weekends while they're in school. So we're looking to at least uh, have things for them to do on the first two or three Saturdays of the month. We're going to be adding a third Saturday so that we can do the DIY project. And the kiddos get paid $25 per Saturday that they attend. Um, we thank you all for everything that you do uh, in helping us and motivating and, and supporting us through your donations. So that's our quick update on T-Zone uh, for this Friday. So let's get into the word. Today's message is when to walk away. When to walk away. We're coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 24 verses 1 through 22. 1 Samuel 24, 1 through 22. And it says, After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the desert of Engendi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. So, you know, uh, Saul was after David for a while to kill him because of jealousy, uh, because the people favored David uh, over Saul. And Saul also uh, was rejected by God because of his disobedience, and he would be dethroned. And God had David secretly anointed as king. So David is on the run. He's a fugitive. Verse 3 says, He came to the sheep pens along the way, a cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. So he had to use the bathroom. <laughs> David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, This is the day of the Lord. This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. My commentary says there is no, you know, proof of this, you know, the scripture anywhere uh, in in uh, the book uh, of First Samuel or Second Samuel or any of these, but it could have been something that they um, said for themselves, but it's not in writing in the Bible. Uh, and it says, then David crept up unnoticed and cut off the corner of Saul's robe. So while Ro while Saul was relieving himself, David cut off a piece of his robe. After David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe, he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My Lord, the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. So he just laid down, you know, on the ground, belly on the ground, face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen when men say David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen your own with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord because he's the Lord's anointed. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. 
I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. Wow, this is so powerful, isn't it? As the old saying goes, from evildoers come evil deeds. So my hand will not touch you. Mm. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Who are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he indicate me by delivering me from your hand. When David finished saying these, this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? You know, and remember, Saul had gone insane. He had an evil spirit that God allowed to come up on him, and he had literally lost his mind. And he wept aloud. This is Saul. He wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just you have just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he not does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. It's, this is an amazing encounter. And with Saul pouring out his heart and he knew that David would be king. He says, now swear to me by the Lord that you will not kill off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. This was an extremely pivotal point in this encounter uh, and in the relationship with David and Saul. The relationship started off very strong and loving and kind until you know, Saul got jealous and uh, pursued David relentlessly to kill him. Uh, and, you know, for him to humble himself at this moment, Saul, and to, to break down and cry. And he knew his time was short. He knew the day was coming. And that is why he said, please don't harm my family. Let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever encountered someone who was harsh or mean toward you for no apparent reason? You may feel like getting back at them, but something inside you keeps you still. You even hold your tongue and you walk away or you just let it go. You, you don't belabor the situation. And when you do walk away, you feel good about it. It's like a relief knowing that you did the right thing thing. That's what David did. He even rebuked his men for trying to entice him to kill David or to kill Saul. I'm sorry. I mean, Saul uh, was trying, uh, well, Saul was chasing David in order to kill him. I mean, this would have been 
just uh, an okay thing to do, legal thing to do. Typically, when someone is trying to harm you and you defend yourself by, you know, harming them first, that is usually something that's okay. But in this case, David respected his position. He respected Saul's position. And even with us, even, you know, with our politicians, as so many of them are so crooked and such liars and all of those things, we still should respect the position that God has put them in. God tells us to pray for our leaders. He's allowed them to be in position for a reason, and we should pray for them. But David's moral compass would not allow him to harm Saul. He was truly a man after God's own heart. Could you imagine if we all functioned in this way, how we would have peace in this world? There would not be killings and, you know, retaliation. And that's what most of the killings are about. Retaliation. I'm going to get you because you did this to mine, you know. And if we could all just step back for a minute and say, this is God's child. This is God's creation. And I'm not going to harm it. I'm going to leave it up to God. I'm going to put it in God's hands to deal with the situation. Point number two, David also knew that God would vindicate him. When God does it, it's a wrap. (laughs) There is nothing anyone can do to change it, but we must trust God to handle it in his way and in his timing. It takes faith, patience, and endurance. Not much longer, um, you know, scripture wise, uh, after all of this, Saul killed himself in first Samuel, uh, chapter 31. Uh, and I encourage you to read it. I'm flipping through to see, uh, it's not that long. I'll read it to you. First Samuel chapter 31 verses four through six. It says, Saul said to his armor bearer, this was after, you know, war took place, uh, draw your sword and run me through or uh, these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. Basically, take your knife and kill me. Um, and and it, uh, even before this, in verse 2, it says, The Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons, and they killed his son Jonathan, his sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkashua. The fighting grew fierce around Saul, and when the archers overtook him, they wounded him critically. And that is why he told his armor bearer to put the sword through me. But his armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When the armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul and his three sons His armor bearer and all his men died together that same day. God will take care of our enemies. And it's really sad when we see, you know, the things that happen, even to the people that have wronged us. But when we trust God, God will give us all that we need to endure through those times. So continue doing what God has called you to do, no matter what anyone else says or does. I'll never forget my colleague when I worked 
um, you know, at the Center for Conflict Resolution, teaching conflict resolution in schools and for seven years and working with teachers. And anyway, he and I were partners and, and he was just amazing. Uh, Larry was an amazing person, still is, and extremely humble and caring. And, you know, and he had gone through something in his life that was devastating. Uh, and he shared with the youth every time we would go in, uh, and we would talk about um, perspectives, and um, we would also talk about, you know, walking away. Uh, and it was amazing when he would share the story, how the kids, he had their undivided attention, and he shared about, he went into a store, like a convenience store, like a gas station, similar to a quick trip or something. And he went in and he bought like one of those 99 cent drinks and uh, just before heading to work. And he had on his nice shirt. He always dressed very nicely and, you know, clean, crisp, you know, and he had on his nice white shirt. And he said, as he was walking out the door, a gentleman bumped into him and his drink spilled all over his shirt. And the thing about it, when the guy walked out, he walked in front of Larry and he walked out. Then he turned around and looked at Larry, threw his hands up and said, what you going to do? Basically, what's up? And at that moment, Dave, Larry had a choice to make. And he thought extremely quickly and he thought it's not worth it to lose my life or to harm someone else over something like this. It is not worth it. And he walked away. When he asked the kiddos, what would they do before he shared what he did? I'd go over to his car. I would do this to him. I would tell him, you better buy me another drink. You're going to pay for my shirt to get clean. All these things. And our answers were, our responses would be, do you know what state of mind that person is in? Do you know what that person may have in their car or on their person? No, no. Do you think it's worth it? More than likely, everybody seems to have a gun, even little kids. Do you think it's worth it to jeopardize your life, their life, or any others around you for over something like this? And then the kids would ponder that and really think about it. And some, most would say no. And then there were a few that were very stubborn and would say, I still, I, I wouldn't let them do that to me. Well, you know, we do have this responsibility of teaching our children uh, from the womb how to deal with things and, and to walk away values. I have the privilege of sharing tomorrow, Saturday, uh, talking, it is the uh, State of the Black Family conference in Kansas City and my topic that they've given me to talk about and share for an hour is uh, how can we stop the violence everyone has a part to play and I will be sharing similar to what I share on the podcast all the time and how it is important to value one another but we need to have those values instilled in us and so we are responsible as the adults to teach these values, the word of God, and teaching them how to love your neighbor as yourself. First of all, we got to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And uh, But I understand everybody's not there. 
So teaching them the importance of values, upholding everyone's dignity. Those will be some of the things that the Lord has put on my heart to share tomorrow. Um, I encourage you to walk away. There are going to be many times when things happen that's not fair, that's not right. And God says, I got you. I got this. Walk away and let him handle it. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that is the very first important step you could ever make in your lifetime. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on our website, uh, tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about these life skills, workforce, entrepreneurship, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY projects, how to do small household repairs. We thank you all again for all of your support, your prayers, and your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.